Welcome to the Electricians Co-op. I'm your host, Jamie Small. And I'm Rob Brass. Today on the show, we've got Costa and Daniel from MainServe. MainServe are an accredited level two service provider with Ausgrid, Endeavor, and Essential Energy. Costa and his team look after installations, repairs, and maintenance of overhead and underground services that run between the customer's home and business and the electrical supply network. MainServe is a family-owned business with over 37 years of experience and are experts in managing high-complex projects and ensuring the best possible outcomes. Today, we're going to find out exactly how they do it. Let's get started. G'day, Jamie. How are you, mate? I'm well. Pretty good. A bit tired, actually. Um, My youngest son... Wet the bed last night, and I heard him up at two o'clock in the morning stripping his bed. Oh gosh! And jumped in the bed with uh, my wife and I, and I was like the trampoline. I was uh, just getting kicked all night, so I didn't get much sleep. But feeling good now. Little seven kid. years old, he's stripping the bed at two o'clock in the morning. And little kids <laughs> don't lie still in bed at night time, do they? <laughs> Running a mark like that, uh, gentlemen. Welcome to the show. Hello, Daniel. Hello, Costa. It's great to have you here. Thanks, boys. Thanks for coming on. Hey boys, so, um, thank you. Thank you for having us. Uh, it's our pleasure. Thanks for coming down to the studio here at Cronulla. Looking forward to learning a little bit more about MainServe and level two type stuff. But before we get into any of that about business, let's find out a little bit about you. Costa, tell us about you, mate. Well, I've been a spike for about 15 years, um, had the ups and the downs, um, rode the roller coaster, you know, as we all. But I found my, uh, I found my niche. When I started level two, I really fell back in love with the trade because I was it was dying. Oh, you were you were ready to chuck it in and yes. find a new career? Yes, yes, I was. What was it that you didn't like about it? It just got repetitive. The the projects that we're doing, the same problems with customers, the same problems with builders, chasing money, um, always having the same the same issues, you know, and it was just it was a circus. It was a circle and it was like a circus, it was just yeah, repetitive. Right. So And what sort of work were you doing? Um houses, uh, shop fit outs, yep. builders, a bit of everything, wherever you know, wherever we could Make some money, we'd, we'd try. Yeah. Um, data, security, but it all, in the end, it was all, wasn't working. So where was that moment where you decided, you know what, it's either start as a level two or get trained as a level two or get out? I had an opportunity. Uh, I was in a good position to put everything on the line and, and, and give it a crack. And it was scary at the start because we had no work. We, I knew nothing about it. Um, I had some help from an, an old boss of mine that put me through some training and sort of uh, let me taste what it was like. Um, it was sort of a gamble, but uh, it's paid off. Yeah, nice one. And how, how long was it that before you knew that, hey, that's, this is actually pretty good? Did you know like straight away because it was something completely different or did it take you a couple of weeks? It took me about a year, year and a half oh, to, to, really, a to really get your hands and your hands and, and around it, like get used to it and get comfortable with what you're doing. Because it's, like, it's still electrical, but it's very, very different though, isn't it? You're under pressure. You're under pressure and every job is completely different. Mm. There's never one job that's exactly the same and you, you've got to have a, a big setup and you've got to have everything there. So rather than going backwards and forth to the wholesalers and getting materials is very hard. Mm. There's only a few wholesalers in Sydney that stock, stock the gear that you need to yeah. do the job. So financially looking back at a general electrician versus being a level two now, has it paid off? It has. It's, it's carried me forward to be able to do more with my electrical side. Yep. So it's made everything a lot easier, but the struggle is real. Like the struggle is always there. <laughs> yeah, of course. Business. That's just business, isn't it? It sounds like a career within a career that you've had. So you had it as a normal spark in your business and then you kind of shifted gears and went to the next level with it. Excuse the pun. Yeah, it's like I've started an apprenticeship again. Yeah, it's, it's doing another apprenticeship um, from scratch. 
Yeah, nice one. And what sort of training do you need to do to get the level two ticket? There's a few courses that you do with Nika. I did one with Nika, and then you go do your courses with Osgrid, Essential, and Endeavor. Uh, safety inductions and um, network uh, network operating um, courses, just to get a, uh, get to knowledge, get to know the rules of their network and yep. their practices. So um, it took about six months um, on and off. So it takes you about six months worth of training to actually get there. Yeah, that takes about six months to to get there, and then after that, it's you, you're ringing up this person, ringing up that person, ringing up Osgrid just to try to get the licensing because the licensing is another yeah, it's, it's another it's another challenge on its own to get everything in order and have all the documents together. Then go right now, I'm a level two. Yeah, yeah. Right. and it's ongoing as well yearly, isn't it? You've got to keep up the date. Is that right? Every year you got to do all your refreshes again. Yeah. So you spend about two days on the computer uploading certificates, and then another three or four days doing courses. Yeah, right. Is That's it difficult? Is that, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, is that difficult? Yeah, it's it's, but it's getting easier. Right. So from the third year, or it's my third year now doing this, every year it gets easier because you have your folders and you have everything in order and you know yeah. what they're going to ask for. But the first year was hard. Yeah. yeah, because you're just beginning and getting started with it all. Yeah, and there's no one no one to help you. you it's not like you can ring your mate that's a level two. It's, yeah. They don't exist. And a lot of level twos, the older level twos never helped. Never, they don't want you to do that. But uh, with uh, the guys I did my course with, we've stuck together. And we've got a nice circle that we help each other with our trucks, um, with jobs, questions, and with all of us, we've got some knowledge. Oh, that's really awesome. When Jamie came to me and said he wanted to do some more public speaking and stuff, one of the things that he wanted to do was to give back to the industry. And I was kind of like, how do you give back to the electrical industry? What do you, what do, you do? And he said, well, I'll ask the questions that everybody else wants to ask but's too afraid to, and it's kind of bringing people together in the process and bringing other like-minded businesses in the process and it sounds like that's exactly what you guys have got there as, as a team. It's nice. That's exactly what we, we want to do as well. And when Jamie awesome. you know, when Jamie hit me up, you know, about this, I was all for it because yeah. we found by sticking together and helping each other, we've all excelled. We haven't just stayed still and, and doing one thing. We've all done different jobs and we, we bounce with each other. Yeah, we did a great podcast earlier in the week with uh, two other businesses, very Saunders Electrical and Oztec Sparks. And they're very similar to yours. Yep. So Oztec has got a focus in security, uh, but Saunders Electrical has got a focus in very similar stuff to what you do, Jamie. And it's really interesting for me as an outsider, as a non-electrical business owner, seeing the, the same businesses together, coming together to do the same things. You guys face the same challenges, but independently you all face different challenges, but coming together to solve those things is really great. It's a great thing. And again, as yeah, anyone listening to the podcast now, if anyone's got any questions regarding Level 2, I'm sure they can reach out to you, Costa, on Instagram or via Facebook or whatever and get some advice or uh, tips uh, and tricks. Absolutely. I'm all for that. Even if someone rings me up to give me to, to shop my price or questions, yeah. I would yeah, if you you know, if you need any help, just give me a call. I don't, yeah. I don't know everything, but, you know, I'll do my best to, to solve it. Yeah. And yeah, nice one. Daniel, you're sitting over there quietly, mate. Tell us a little bit about you. What's your background, mate? I've, um, I'm still an apprentice. Fourth year, uh, joining MainServe, taking on a lot of responsibilities, um, especially the level two stuff. I've started learning as I go on. It's interesting. Is it fun? Yeah, it's good fun. It, it looks pretty horrifying. <laughs> Ten meters in the air, but yeah, no, it's interesting. I was going to say, is the heights thing a problem for somebody in this industry? Is that something you were scared of, Costa, as well, or heights? At the start, yes, but now it's. Um, I'm actually scared to stand on a roof, a single-story roof. That you won't get me on the roof tiles, but yeah. I'm happy to go up a pole with no harness. Yeah, it's funny right. when I was apprentice, um, like 
probably my first year in construction, I refused to walk under a ladder because I thought it was bad luck. Oh. And if I did walk under a ladder, I'd have to walk back under the ladder to reverse the bad luck. Superstitious small, but, they called him. That lasts for about <laughs> bloody two months and everyone's like, mate, you're what wasting you doing, too much time, man. Oh, I get it. I get it. It happens. It's I've developed a fear from not having a fear. Yeah. You know, when I was younger, I was a lot skinnier and yeah. I'd jump in the roof <laughs> and jump on – like I'd be – like a, my nickname was Wombat. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I'd, I'd bore into everything, but now I'm getting on a roof and I'm, my legs are shaking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love well, it. Even from the like a general sparky like myself, we look at what you guys do and just go, oh my God, like some of the dicey situations you put yourself in up amongst all those power lines, it's pretty, must be pretty hairy at, at times. It's easier than it looks. Is it? Oh, uh, yeah. Once you feel you're in your element, yeah. up, up there, I'm in my element. It's. I'm very, very comfortable up there. Yeah, right. And, and I'm well, sure if you speak to – got to be, don't you? Yeah, you speak to other level twos and they'll tell you the same thing. It's just at the end of the day, your, your mind's focused on the job. It's not – at all, I'm not looking down going, oh, I'm going to fall. Yeah. It's like let's get it up, connect it, test it, see you later, next yeah, one. Right. Yeah, cool. Yeah, there's a huge amount of safety when it comes to those sorts of things. Is Does that safety become routine in that – because there's danger in that routine as well. Your safety is number one. It's I'm not playing with I'm playing with my own life. So your safety is automatically there. It's not like you can get prepared for someone else. It's if I do a mistake, no one else is gonna it's gonna cop it. You're gonna cop it. Yeah. So you, it's it's an instant um, intuition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to. I know uh, many many moons ago in the military, safety is your number one priority as well. Uh, particularly around firearms and weapons and things like that. Uh, more so when I was posted to airborne platoon down at HMAS Albatross. Um, and you'd go skydiving all the time. You take your own life in your hands every time. Yeah, absolutely. You just put that parachute on and you step into an aeroplane. And some people that are really experienced are really laxed about it. And I got to a point at 100 jumps. So once you've got 100 free fall jumps under your belt, uh, the instructors like kind of baby you. They start babying you like you were got three jumps under your belt. Well, to keep you in, to keep you in on your feet. Well, you get to the point where you're like, ah, this is easy. I got it. And at 100 jumps, like, uh, yeah, I'm all, all right. That's and when mistakes happen. You think you know everything, right? But actually, I'm just, just, I'm at the end of my fourth year of, a, of my apprenticeship, right? I'm just beginning to know what it is. And you know what? I've been caught out a couple of times just by thinking, ah, oh, it'll be right. Just put my gear on. It's good. And don't check myself properly or do something incorrectly and just forget one of those fundamentals. And you has got to be careful, right? When you're in yeah. a dangerous, dangerous job, it's a good reminder. Well, whenever we have a new apprentice start, I, <clears throat> we always speak about ladder safety. And the reason for obviously explaining this is obviously for the safety of the person and obviously can fall back on us, you know, like in terms of being liable. Um, and we're on a job a couple of years ago and um, we're at a lady's house and her son was really extremely disabled. Anyway, after working in the home for a couple of days, we said to the lady, I said, oh, because he had a really bad scar on his head. I said, oh, what happened? Can I ask what happened to your son? And he said he was working for a blind company on a four-foot ladder reaching for the corner to put a, um, a screw into the wall. And he fell and banged his head and now he's completely crippled. Oh, that's why yeah. he was disabled because yeah. he fell off a ladder. Yeah. And, and four foot. Not far. But I say to the guys at work, you know, if you're four foot, four foot, if you're on a four foot ladder and you're six foot tall, your head is 10 foot for the ground. So you can imagine the momentum that can be generated yeah. over that period of, uh, over that space, you know, so. You don't realise because you get desensitised to it as well. I used to see, uh, just stand in the drop zone and see these really experienced guys come in and swoop their parachutes. They'd pull on the front risers and, pull the nose of the parachute down and they'd swoop in and they'd look like super cool. They'd be like at half breaks in their parachute and scraping one foot across the ground as they go 50 metres across the, the drop zone. But if you get that wrong just for one second in that, if you don't let go one second too late, you're going to hit the ground at 70 k's an hour. 
and that's the end of you. Splat. I'm, I'm actually very anal about how my ladders are kept and how they're strapped down. You so must you know, because that's yeah. that's what keeps us alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, never, never be complacent. Daniel, tell me what's been uh, what's been the challenging part about learning to be a level two electrician. What's been the hardest thing for you, mate? Is it the same course at TAFE? No, no, uh, it's a very different course. Yep. So in TAFE, you're learning about switchboards and you're learning more about the section of the switchboard after the fuses, yep. whereas your level two work is anything from fuses to the beyond that. Lines. Yeah, okay, yeah. right. Has that been difficult for you? Not really. Nothing it's, really um, difficult? Because I ask you what's been difficult and you're kind of like, no, nothing really, like just all learning, right? Just new. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. You Go ahead, Costa, you are going to say something there? No, I was just – I was looking at his answer, that's all. Oh, you're I'm looking at his you, know, you teach these, you teach these, you teach your young ones what to do and, yeah. and how they're going. You, they surprise you sometimes. You're like, oh, he's doing it on his own now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's a compliment, you know. I suppose if guys um, start doing things without being asked, it reflects leadership, you know. So it, it reflects on you know yeah, that, what you've correct. already taught him. Yeah, Jamie, I've been meaning to ask you, how's your new apprentice going, mate? Uh, really good, actually. Um, he's a 25-year-old first year. He'd been working at Coles for a number of years and been a photographer. Um, he reached out to us on Instagram uh, three or four months ago, maybe, and I just said to him, touch base every month and um, just see how we're going. And I found an opportunity for him, like the hire and hustle attitude I've got. Um, and he's full-time. As of this week, he had a four-week trial. He's going really well. And I actually saw him using a grinder today. And I said to him, I said, Do you, have you been taught how to use that? He goes, no. I said, Put the grinder down and come over here and let's explain the dangers of using a grinder. Anything that spins can be quite dangerous. Yeah. So I ran him through that and now he took it all on board. He had a good attitude and, you know, he looked at me when I was talking and rather than saying, I know how, I know what you mean, you know, he was, he was really, really good. So Yeah, because he's mature uh, age, yeah, right? So, he's, just, yeah. he's got a good attitude. So he's really good for the business and good, you know, good customer service and really well presented. So so far, so good. It's it's working out well. Yeah, he's excellent. I'm going to check in every couple of weeks and make sure you haven't fired him yet, see what happens. <laughs> We don't fire anyone. <laughs> hey there, Rob Russ here. If this is your first time here at the Electricians Co-op, welcome. It's great to have you here. And if you're back for more, welcome back. Thank you for your loyalty. And as Jamie and I like to say, we love our repeat offenders here at the Electricians Co-op. If you like what you're hearing on today's show, make sure you share this with your mates who are electricians. Jamie, myself, Daniel, and Costa, we want to reach as many people as we can with the Electricians Co-op. and We want to help more people to break through to the next level in their career, their business, and their life. Let's find out a little bit more about Mainsurf. Costa, tell us about the background of the business because you've been in this business or this is, is this a family-owned business? It's a family-owned business. 30-something uh, years, my right? My uncle started, it's actually, it's a building company as well. Right. So we, they started as a building company back, uh, I was in nappies. Um, they've just kept it going and they had, there was an opportunity for me to, to join up and, and bring electrical into it uh, about four or five, four years ago. And it was a gamble. So you were a Sparky elsewhere. I was, a, I was a Sparky elsewhere. Yeah, right. I was looking after other company and I had an opportunity and um, I, I jumped. Here I jumped are. and I took it and here I am. And I, I don't regret I, – I, I loved what I learned throughout the years yep. and all the different experiences, but where it's taken me um, and different drive, it's it's good feeling. Do you so work – 
Sorry, sorry go ahead. Sorry. Is Main Serve the building company as well? The same same name? We're all under one name. Yeah, right. And do you do any electrical work for those guys? Yes. That was my okay. question. Yeah. <laughs> I, I try I try not to, but I always get dragged into it. You get, you get dragged into it. Why don't you want question. to do work for them? Oh, it's family. <laughs> <laughs> what, sort of, what, you want. what sort of building work do they do, mate? Uh, we do remedial work. Yeah. So we do look after Liverpool, Liverpool Hospital, yep. the powerhouse, more commercial uh, commercial sites, so uh, city markets. Jobs. Yeah, big, bigger stuff. Which for me, when I started, I walked into stuff that was already going. So it was it was a big, big scare, uh, and that's why I, felt I sort of struggled. And uh, having the level two, it sort of picked me back up where I was going downwards. Yeah, right. Because you're waiting on ninety day payment terms, and you're just starting. Yeah, it's very hard. Yeah, it's very hard. They're using you as their bank. That's correct, and I, you know, I'd, I'd just been, in, I just, well, I walked into a, 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 let's say, a running business with no electrical, and then uh, the, the company started chasing electrical workers, uh, you know, chasing electrical work with me being in, me coming into it, and it was, yeah, it was great. We we're doing a lot of good projects, but I wasn't used to not getting paid weekly. I wasn't used to not getting paid um, fortnightly. You know, you've gone to government terms and. That was, that was a struggle, yeah. So is all the admin on your through your business controlled by a head office, is it? So our head? office, Tarot Point, we've got a few people in the office. We've got an accounts. We've got a lady that sits, that answers the phone. We've got someone that chases work. Yeah. And we all just share. Yeah. And you know what? We're all teething. Yeah. Because uh, MainServe was just doing building before and it wasn't doing much. It, was, it had a few good clients and it was just plodding along. Mike was nearly, nearly, get, nearly retired. And then I brought back new life back into it. Yeah, uh, it gave him a gave him a kick as well, and then his kids are now you know Cross is doing it. I want to do it too, so his kids are following as well. So we're hoping to you know to keep it going for you know, years to come. Oh, good on you, good on you. Yeah, that's awesome. So how, how do you go about getting new leads? Word of mouth. It's that, all word of mouth. Yeah. To say that I've advertised, I haven't advertised. Yeah. Our website went live uh, a year ago, which took two years to make because there's so many decisions that backwards, forwards, backwards, forwards. Yeah. Um, it's the hardest thing. It was like one of the hardest things we had to put together. I often think a lot of guys, and I, I, I say the same thing, Costa, is I'm actually proud that I haven't advertised because I've done such a good job for so long. It's relied on word of mouth. However, I'm at a point now where I'm sort of thinking, well, I've keep, I'm going to keep my advertising going all the time and be proud to be advertising because there's new leads coming in the door all the time. So you're missing out on so many opportunities. And We've actually spent a bit of money on Google SEO at the moment through a good friend of mine. Um, and the, the phone's starting to ring for, with those random calls. And I often ask, um, can I ask how you heard about us? And it's usually through Google or, you know, online or something like that. So it's actually working. And if you can make a, you know, a few, a few th- extra thousand a month or whatever it might be, why not? Yeah, you know? of course, of course. Yeah. I'm not saying no to yeah. – I absolutely support yeah. that. Yeah. Um, I'd love to do that. You know, I'm just – I haven't been shown – yeah, shown that you know, and it's, I'm I'm happy that I met you guys, and yeah. you just can push me that direction, yeah. and um, I'm here to help. Yeah, absolutely. One of the one of the things that I see in the IT space and the consulting space, because I worked a lot with all sorts of small businesses and heaps of sparkies as well, is people always say, "What can I do to generate new business?" And normally you look at the assets of and the things that they have. So you've got your socials, you've got your email list, you've got your existing client base. Um, So these are the things that you can leverage that won't cost you any money. But the fastest way for you to find new business is to talk to audiences that don't know who you are. And in order to do that, to your point, Jamie, you have to advertise. Yeah, there's no kind yeah, of affording that. I agree, that. Yeah. I agree. And it, but it's hard. But, you know, but if, at the same time, you can advertise, but you need to be able to fulfill the work. It's like going out door, door knocking, trying to get more and more builders. You, like if you go out and knock on 10 doors and you get two builders, can you manage 
two more builders. Yeah, it's a catch-22 that people yeah. find themselves so it's in. It's almost like it? you need to over-hire yeah. so you're ready for those opportunities. The, the problem that what we have is that the company will set up as a building company, so I'm only limited to what I can control. Yeah. So I had a, at one stage we had seven guys and it was just – I was basically just paying wages every week and I wasn't – I was letting people down, as, as you just said. You've got to be able to control. Stressful now too. we're down to just me and three guys, and yeah. it's manageable. Yeah. So I'm not I'm not ready to keep expanding because I'm happy, and I don't let anyone down at the moment. Yeah. You know, the, you're you're only as good as your last job. Yeah. Yeah. I had that exact conversation today with someone else, slight from also from another building company, and his missus works for the building company, and and she, she was used to doing these really boutique jobs from this other employer that she was working with and the company she works with is just like middle of the road. That's where we're staying. We're not going to get any bigger. We don't need to be any bigger. That's our sweet spot. That's perfect for us. And everybody's happy. The employees get paid. The customers are happy and, and life is just like really good. So I think it's really important that you find that space for yourself the in medium. life and in business. Yeah, yeah it's well, bigger medium. isn't always better, you know, like if you're happy with three and you're happy with the way your lifestyle is and the amount of money, your boys are happy. It's well, lifestyle. Yeah, it's, it's it. basically like, it's, it's a lifestyle. Having, yeah, and I agree with you, Jamie. That's, yeah, uh, that's absolutely it's right. It's not about having the biggest electrical business in the world. For me, it isn't. Anyway, I just want to have a sustainable business so that I can do what I want. My boys are happy. My family's happy. We can eat out when we want and yeah. go on holidays once or twice a year. You want to wake up smiling yeah, every day and have a weekend. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. Hey, uh, Daniel, what do you think when you see all of the inside workings of a business in a small company, man? Do you ever think that you want to get out and do it yourself? Look, at some point, I would and I will. Hopefully, yeah. but it does look very stressful. <laughs> I, encourage, I actually encourage him. I'd say one day you're going to leave. Yeah. And they, he looks at me like, I'm not leaving, but yeah. that's the truth. One day you're going to leave, you're going to do it on your own. Yeah. And when I explain things to him, I, this is why I'm telling you. So you know when you have a cashy, you know how to do it the quickest way. Yeah. You know? We often ask our, uh, our guests that come on the show, did you always want to have your own business? And sometimes people say, oh, I never really thought about it. But more often than not, they're like, yes, the minute like you finish your apprenticeship and you're kind of yeah. wanting to do that pretty much straight away as well. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, I think it's good. I, I, I sort of encourage our guys, if they want to do something on the weekend, by all means, take the car or treat the ute, van, whatever it might be, get your own material. If you need to use something out of the van, just tell me out of courtesy. Um, like they've got the safety of having their weekly wage and if they can make an extra 500 bucks on a Saturday, why would you go work for yourself? No, I did the same thing yeah. as an apprentice. I was, uh, I was doing ca- – I'd learned to do cashies – Yep. All the time, and I loved it. But that was I'd jump in my van at five o'clock, I'd bought myself a van, I'd jump in my van after my boss would drop me off, yeah. and I'd be out till seven, eight o'clock at night putting yeah. PowerPoints in, yeah, you know, making $200 a, a, a night, yeah. And you don't have to um wake up at two o'clock in the morning thinking about the next day's job. I, I'd get picked up, I'd get picked up at 6 30, and I'd be you know doing the same thing again. No, yeah. I loved it, I yeah. loved it, yeah. I, that's why I encourage um Daniel. Yeah. Daniel, do you, do you have anyone else in your family that's actually in business that you can kind of – that can help you or that you can model? Uh, not that I know of. Yeah, that's um, interesting. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah, I've always thought about once I finish my apprenticeship, hopefully yeah. start up my own thing. Nice one, man. Nice one. Well, the, yeah. the key to that is not to burn bridges. Yeah, yeah. I've, yeah. I Maintain that, relationships. Yeah. <laughs> and um, it, it, we always say on this show that people think – that don't have a business, they think the people that do have a business just one day left their job and suddenly they had a business with 400 clients. It just doesn't work that way. And you can see that. We from, wish. Yeah. Yeah. You are, yeah. If only it's always not. a transition. It's never a cold turkey. Well, I'm sure it, it, it happens, but for everyone that's been on the podcast, there's been a transition. It's been slow. You've been subbing in between doing your own thing, you know. So, And eventually you go to a point where you're doing it full time. Yeah, absolutely. When I started, I um, 
when I started, I was working for someone as a subby, and I'd taken in a full-time a full-time employee on, and my subby wage was just paying his wages. Oh gosh. <laughs> and I did that for about six months. Taken from Peter to pay Paul. Yeah, so I was I was working for another guy as yeah. a subby to pay my full-time employee. Yeah, gosh. Right. But you've got to start from somewhere. Yeah. And and everyone at some point in their life in business goes through one of those things before they like have an epiphany and go, what am I doing? Or they win some business. And w- what was the moment for you? Did you just win some more business and it got you over the I hump? just kept, yeah, I, I just kept, so I was, I was subbing for, for three days a week and two days a week I was chasing leads. Right. I'd go and introduce myself to the powerhouse, for instance. I walked into the powerhouse and introduced myself and I just asked for a name for the person that I was sent to ask for. And he happened to be sending in, oh, in the security office at the same time. The Powerhouse Museum, you mean? Powerhouse Museum. Oh, really? Darling so I, wow. I started off, that was my first proper gig. Oh, really? And I, I just- <laughs> so You started sh- small. Sheer luck. But you know what? <laughs> yeah. Like when you when there's no plan, we always say when there's no plan B, plan A's make it work. And by you going into that Powerhouse mu- Museum, it takes balls to do that. Yeah, Because they can just shoo you away. But at the end of the day, the worst thing they can say is go no. away or I don't need anyone. And the same thing when I started, it was week one of Pro Image Electrical. I was living in a little two-bedroom unit around the corner with my wife and one of my sons, and I just had my brand-new shirts made up. I just had the logo on the pocket, you know. I was pretty proud. You, you know, had new caps, yeah. had new shirts and that, you know. So I started walking through the mall with business cards. So I've dropped in a few business cards at the local real estate agents, and I went up to the Quest Apartments at Cronulla. And, you know, I went down there at reception because they look after the whole building. They're the caretakers. And went up to reception and said, hey, how you doing? You know, my name's Jamie. I'm a local electrician. I've only just started. I wouldn't say I was young. I was 30, 31 at the time. I'm young, I sort of said. And I said, well, I'm sure you've got a preferred electrician. However, you know, if it, if it ever falls through, I'm just around the corner. I can be here in 15 minutes. And we've worked for them for nine years. It works. That yeah, method it works. Well. Just yeah. to put yourself in front of someone and just – because it takes – It got hard. It was yeah, hard, hard at the start. It was very hard at the start. I, would, I remember I was walking into ABC and I dropped – my lunch on my shirt. I've, I've driven into the loading dock and I've driven straight back out. <laughs> but yeah, I got rejected from places. Um, it was really hard at the start, but it got easier. Yeah. I had a, I had two pages of names yeah. with um, some previous clientele that MainServe had had. Yeah. And I'd ring up, so-and-so, can I organise a meeting? Yes, no. I'd just turn up. Yeah. You know, with, I had a little little spill. Uh, I had a nice shirt on, pants. Yeah. And even took my cousin. Yeah, it's good to put a face to the name, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But some places, a lot of I got rejected heaps of times, but it was the one or two that I got through. I'm here today. Yeah. Yeah, nice. Well, um, a good mate of mine, Ben Rafferty from Ben Rafferty Air and Electrical, he's got a team of like 45 or 50 now. Anyway, still to this day, he will see a building site with a builder's name on the sign out the front that he doesn't work for and obviously wait until the aircon guy's not there and he'll go in and he'll introduce himself, give a card and say, if, if there's an opportunity to quote your next job. Let me know. Um, let me know, yeah. And he's still building his business based on that. That's old school. Yeah. That's yeah, unreal. Yeah, just, but that's that, it, works. Works. it works. But it works. it's hard to do like the first half a dozen times and it's like, oh, if he says no, you know, you probably respect the fact that you've come on his site to sort of that's right. yeah, put yourself out there. I had a conversation with one of my clients earlier today and she, um, she runs a pretty successful coaching business, has about, I don't know, about 15,000 people in her ecosystem, looks after about 30 people at a time per month and then has a bunch of VIPs inside of her, uh, inside of her programs. And she was saying, she was complaining to me, right, as people do about their business and saying to me, I can't get them, I can't get them to do what it is that I need them to do. And I said to her, did you break down the system of what you need to do to step one, step two, step three? 
And she said, yeah. I said, well, how many times did you tell them to do it? And she goes, oh, 20. I said, well, go and tell them to do it 100 times and they'll come back after 20 times and go, oh, it doesn't work. Well, go and do it another 80 times. Mm -hmm. And if it's not working, you can test and adjust as you go along. So if you create really methodical systems about, like you said, Ben doesn't drive past a building site without going, stopping his car and going, I don't know that guy. Hang on a second. I'm going to go in there and have a look. That type of thing where you have consistent, repeatable yeah. action in any aspect of yeah, your life for that matter can be just life-changing really. Another hard thing I've found is um, trying to find someone that chase that, that works is like me basically to do what I do. I'm sure Jamie, have you found the same, the same issues? Yeah. Well, no one's going to obviously care about it like you, cause you're, it's your balls on the line. It's your insurance and it's your time. Um, so I think there's like an analogy you've used before. If you can find someone to do something 80% as well as you're doing it, it's a win. That'll do good enough. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. enough. That, that, make, that makes sense. Yeah. 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 But I think if you develop a culture within your work, and I know Raf certainly has got it at Ben Rafferty, where his guys like love the business like he loves it. So if he goes to a quote or one of the boys goes to a quote or one of the main guys, you're going to get a similar result. That's a, that's yeah. very hard to find, which is good. That, yeah. That's what that's what I'm looking for. When you know that's that's the problem we have with that that the work in the solid hours, doing the job, hundred percent thoroughly. Yeah. yeah, it just doesn't happen. Actually, I went away to Brisbane a um, a few weeks ago, and I diverted my phone to one of our main guys, um, Brad. Excellent guy. He was a mature age apprentice as well, and I didn't get one phone call. Mates. Clients, everyone, all every phone call went through to Brad, and one of our main builders who I was really worried because I got that main builder through me, yeah, through our relationship, and I went away and obviously they were calling and I was going through to Brad. Anyway, I was really worried about oh they're going to think I'm away and I'm taking the piss or whatever you know. So I got back. Anyway, the main guy from the building company rang me. He goes, you know what? It was really good having Brad on the other end of the phone. I'm like, oh wow. Well, that's that's, nice. that's good. To that's hear. good. Yeah, yeah, it was really good to hear. Guys. Well, fine. And Next time you can speak to him instead yeah, of me. I actually wouldn't mind if I spoke to him every time. I'm like, oh, that's a bit insulting. <laughs> no, that's what you want. Yeah, that's what you yeah, want. You want to scale right. yourself out. You that's want to get right. out of that. Excellent. Hey, can I ask you a first cost start before we move on to the next part? Um, what do you use a job management system like ServiceMate or SynPro or any of those? We've tried uh, ServiceMate. Yeah. Um, but at the moment, our projects aren't like they they're not fitted for our projects. Yeah. I know the building side's trying to um, trying to use Simpro, but again, for our side, we don't do a lot of service. Or yeah. it's sort of phone rings. The boys are. We've got five, six main clients that we service, mm -hmm. and we have one real estate agent that we look after. So it's it's to waste. It's 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 a it's a bit of a waste of money. The outgoing cost. The outgoing cost is just not worth it. Yeah. To, the man, to manage it, the headache, it's- the What about the systems and stuff that you go through? I mean, there must be a-, a We've got spreadsheets, we've got MYB, we've got all that, that side, yep. but in the order of handing out the work, there's only three of us. So it's enough. So he yeah. takes the real estate work uh, with Tass, the other guy, and um, they know where we're going. Uh, you know, we, we stay at a job for two or three days and jump off. Yep. It's pretty- the same with the circle that we just go around. Yeah, yeah nice one. And and who are your main clients that you work with? Uh, Powerhouse Museum. Yep. We've got IQ Renew. So it's a waste uh, recycling centre yep. down uh, in Gosford. Yeah. So we do a lot of work up in Summersby mm -hmm. and Tugra. Coming from the Sutherland Shire and driving all the way up there. They love, the boys love driving up there. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's great fun, eh? Yeah. Daniel's rolling his eyes. <laughs> the North Connects gets a beating. <laughs> <laughs> so when you say you do work ongoing for Powerhouse, what's an example of a few jobs you do for them? Changing globes, fixing, yeah. um, uh, changing 
Changing globes, basically. Just simple Non-stop service. changing globes. Yeah. They're doing a lot of work at the moment. They're stripping it out and uh, remodeling a lot of it. Yeah. So right now it's a little bit quiet, but there's always something. Like we supply switchboards, emergency testing, just basic stuff. And there's another – the other companies that are in there together, we work together with them. So we don't – we know – I know them, the other – like CTS. Yeah. We know – I know the bosses from there. So we speak, you know, we – we share it out. We share it around, which is um, well, one thing. Other electrical companies? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So the, the companies that have been there before I've been there, and we've, yeah. we've sort of met on site. And what's the point of being greedy? You share it around, yeah. everyone wins. Well, that's we exactly communicate. What we're doing here, yeah. yeah. And then there, yeah. yeah. Share your knowledge, share so, work, you know. And it's it's a, it's important to have an abundance mentality where there's enough work for everyone, all the good guys anyway. And from building a relationship like that, I've actually gained other reputable, um, you know, sparkies and, and clients that, you know, we work together as well. So yeah, it does work. It's a nice way to do business. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. A good person, just be nice about it. So you got those two clients, what are the other ones, the main uh, ones? Liverpool Hospital, Sydney Markets, yep. and we do some maintenance there. Yep. Is that and the just, flower market, Sydney Market? No, Paddy, the Paddy's. Flemington. Flemington, yeah, right. Um, and we do some real estate work. Yep. And then it's level two, it's, we could be driving over at four o'clock and then turn around, go to the, you know, <laughs> with a level two, it's you get a phone call now, you've got to go. Yeah. If yeah. you answer, you commit. Yeah. And h- how do you feel about that? Does that encroach in your life sometimes? I, I love it. It's oh, you pre- don't, I don't love know. the pressure. You're okay. I love the yeah. pressure of making something happen yeah. when I it's- I suppose like for satisfying. you guys, like if someone rings us and said they don't have power, there's probably a hundred or more sparkies in the Southern Shire that could go fix it. Whereas if it's a level two problem, there's not too many, you know. So no, no. That's uh, what drives you. That, yeah, that's yeah. Like, when I get a level two call, I get excited. Yeah. No, if it's, it's an emergency, it's like it's pressure. Yeah. yeah. It's it's big pressure, which uh, I get a kick out of it. Doesn't which, look like Daniel, you, Daniel, Daniel too much. Out of it? <laughs> Daniel doesn't sleep. Daniel gets a kick <laughs> out of it. Yeah, that's correct. <laughs> to get out of bed. Kick to get out of bed when I wake up. Hey, Daniel, I wanted to ask you as we uh, segue into the next uh, segment, have a little bit of fun here. If somebody was listening to this, a young person was listening to this and considering a career as an electrician, what would you say to that? I'd say go for it. It's great. You learn a lot of new responsibilities. Um, it is scary at the start of it, uh, but other than that, it's it's great fun. Yeah, you enjoy it? Yeah, it's what good. A, what about the pay? Do you get paid properly? Oh, yeah. Because people <laughs> want to know about that. <laughs> yeah. So it's yeah. a lucrative a lucrative apprenticeship to get into? Yeah. yeah. I, think, I think a big thing with being any sort of tradesman is problem solving become a really, really good problem solver. And sometimes it's hard when you get home to get out of that problem solving mode when your wife has got a problem and you just want to try and fix it, whereas she just wants you to listen. You just got to listen, pal. <laughs> what are you trying to solve my bloody problems for? <laughs> at one stage I was going for dinner with the wife and uh, just kept looking at the ceiling everywhere I went. <laughs> What's wrong with the roof, yeah. man? Nothing. That boring. It just became habit. Like, oh, I had to do that. <laughs> All right, let's take a little break. If you like what you're hearing on today's show and you want to take it up a notch, then Jamie and I have got a premium version of the Electricians Co-op podcast. Over on the premium show, Jamie and I interview other electrical business owners and we find out what makes them tick. We also interview the people and the experts that will help you to grow your electrical business and help you to accelerate your career as an electrician. Come on over and check it out for free at theelectriciansco-op.com forward slash interviews. All right, boys, this is the final segment, and it's a segment that 
Rob likes to call the rapid fire segment. That I just call it the rapid fire segment. Yeah, we'll just do the rapid um, fire segment today, huh? <laughs> we'll swap it. <laughs> yeah, so basically we just uh, – it's a quick fire bunch of questions and first thing that springs into your mind, no thinking is permitted. So I'll start off with you, Costa. I'll do red, you do black. Righto. So Costa, what should Sparkies do more of? Stop undercutting each other. <laughs> well, that's so common, that? man. That's pretty much oh the God, com- most common answer. That's so common. Hey, uh, Daniel, what should Sparkies do Less of. Well, I'll go stereotypical. It's cleaning. <laughs> do less cleaning. Oh, not less cleaning. Sorry. <laughs> less cleaning. Oh, he's um, going to say do more less, cleaning. Less, less smoker, sorry, I should say. Less smoker. Less smoker. Are you a smoker? Smoko. Nah, smokos. Are you a smoker? Yeah. Oh, you are. Oh, no. But you're going to do less smokos. <laughs> oh. Smoking's just as bad as vaping on site, though, isn't it? Just as bad. I don't know. I don't Maybe smoke awfully. Do either. <laughs> what's, hey, Costa, what's the worst thing you've heard someone say on a job site? The builders held someone to get fucked. An electrician? No, it was the, the labourer told the told the builder off because we were dropping all our clippings and he was trying to get us to clean it up. So I'm not cleaning it. <laughs> so the, the, the labourer ended up walking off site. Oh, had a tantrum and off yeah. he went. And then oh. I copped the earful. <laughs> Daniel, what was the last kind deed that you did for somebody, mate? Helped them solve a short circuit problem. <laughs> <laughs> was that your job or was that a kind deed? Unpaid. Come on, man. That sounds paid, like work. That was a paid deed. <laughs> that was a paid deed. Yeah, well, I mean, it's 24-7 of thinking about work. We'll let you have it. We'll let you have it, <laughs> no, bro. That's so good. Sad. Yeah. Costa, what's the favourite thing? Your Sorry. What's the, your favourite thing about being a level two sparky? Being under pressure. Yeah, nice. That's un- that's so unusual. Yeah, I that's want, truth. It's being under pressure. I kind of want to be a level two. So maybe off air we can sort of chat about how. It's the drive. Yeah. yeah. It's drive. Yeah. That's, that's really interesting seeing what's driving you there, man, the pressure of it. Normally people don't like pressure yeah, in their pressure job. Pressure makes diamonds, baby. That's yeah. correct. I don't know. Maybe I'm just a bit older <laughs> and cynical. I'm like, I don't want to be under pressure anymore. What's your least favorite thing, Daniel, about being an electrician? Uh, being underneath houses. Don't like spiders? No. Can't stand them. <laughs> Tell me you like being on the houses. No. In roofs, yes. Underneath houses, no. Roofs are okay? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Quick funny mind story. I was under a house in, I think it was in Newtown. It was about a year ago. And I've gone to the house and there's this rat. It was probably about as the distance from my wrist to my forearm in Lake. It was freshly dead. So anyway, I've gone under the roof and I was working with a builder who's a good friend of mine. Anyway, I've gone under there. I've got my pliers and grabbed the dead rat by the tail <laughs> and I've sort of dragged it out. Anyway, the the builder was off with his earmuffs on cutting some timber or whatever. So I've got the rat and I put it in his grinder box. <laughs> so I've closed the lid and I said, oh, hey, uh, can, I hey borrow- uh, can I borrow your grinder? He goes, yeah, it's just there. And I said, no, 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 like, can you just grab it for us? He goes, no, it's just there, just grab it. I said, come on, man, can you just grab it for us? I've got my hands full. And he opened the thing and there's this massive, oh, mate, it just, I wet my pants, mate. It was just funny. Yeah, Did he jump? Yeah, yeah, you had to be there. It's funny. It's funny. It's funny. Um, Costa, what is your superpower in your business? Talking. Talking. Yeah, Talking. Yeah. yeah, you've got a cool voice. Yeah, he does good, yeah. good radio voice, yeah. hasn't he? Good good nice, yeah, but yeah. Nice deep radio voice. We'll have to bring him back to read some ads for us or something. <laughs> Maybe that'll work for us. Hey, uh, Daniel, if you could have a superpower, what would it be? Probably telekinesis. Oh, what? <laughs> what's, what's he, like he would look like that and move move things with his mind. Oh, yeah. right. I don't have to use my hands. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Just stand there all day and think about stuff and do work with uh, just by thinking. I like that one. It's a it's a I dream of genie kind of a thing, you know. Literally, right. yeah, not? literally. You have to teach us about that off air. Um, Costa, what is the craziest thing you've ever done? I'm going to go back to uh, work with this one. On the two weeks ago, we powered down the opera house and installed uh, a 6,003 amp SPD 
A 6,003 amp SPD. 6,003. 6,003 amp SPD. We shut the Opera House down last two weekends ago. Yeah, about that. And we did a 20-hour shift in a pit. You're kidding. For me, that was was, uh, magic. And together with the boys from Terry's Electrical Services. Oh, yeah. We we work hand-to-hand with them, but we got an opportunity to do something like that, and it was – it was amazing. That's so awesome to hear that you derive so much satisfaction out of your, your that, work. Mate. That's the truth. That was a big That would make you feel so much more confident after doing it. That's oh, like such a significant beauty. 16 500s. Wow. Into a leak box on an extension ladder for how long? 18 hours. Wow. And you have to do it in that one block we, of time. We shut it down Saturday morning at 7 o'clock. Yeah. And Osgood would come back to energize the sub at – Eight o'clock Sunday morning. So that's it. That's all the time that you was got. It. You got to get it there done. There people now. everywhere. There was events in the Opera House. Gosh, the Wilson car park was empty. Really, and there was people everywhere. Yeah, wow. right. gosh. So no uh, Instagram stories that day, eh? No, nah, we put, <laughs> I put. I think I put one up when we we're at the top. Um, we're having a break, but yeah. for me, that's that's uh, pretty cool. Yeah, High risk, awesome, awesome, awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. awesome. All right, Daniel. This is your last question, mate. Uh, What's a skill that you're working on at the moment that you haven't quite mastered? Talking to clients, you know, getting used to, getting comfortable to them. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't think you ever master that, do you? Sales and learning to That's interact. Fun. Dealing is, with is different personalities, yeah. working out what you can and can't say and pivoting on the spot. Absolutely. I think really enjoyable. Yeah. The majority of tradies get along together. Yeah. It's, it's when you're talking to office people yeah. or – and they look down. And yeah, yeah. Like, well, you're dirty. You got mud on your face. What? Yeah, white collar people. Yeah, yeah. I remember um, when I worked in construction as an apprentice. You get on the train if you'd done a couple of hours overtime. With usually it's a blue collar at say three thirty, four o'clock. And if you stay till five, five thirty, you end up getting on the train with all the white collar. And I'll be in the high vis, and you'd be covered in gyp rock dust and crap, and they'd just be looking down and you'd have to go, hey, disgusting. You peasant. Peasants. <laughs> Finally, Costa, what's the best piece of advice you've ever been given as an electrician? Don't be scared to give it a go, even if you don't know. Yeah, cool. I love it. Cool. Great work, gents. Well done. Good job. gentlemen we covered a lot of ground on today's podcast and i want to say thank you so much for coming down to the studio here in cronulla it was great to learn about mainserve and what you guys do i always like to give the guests the opportunity here at the end of the show to add anything that maybe you left out or you wanted to say uh, and add some value here or did we cover it all for you i'll let you go first costa uh, first i'd like to say thank you a pleasure and if there's any, any questions anyone has hit us up on instagram you know, contact rob or jamie and um, we're, here, we're here to help. We're here to create a community. Yeah, good stuff. What about you, Daniel? Is there anything you wanted to add? Costa pretty much said it all. You covered it all if us. Um, yeah, yeah, good stuff. Gents, if people want to connect with you, what's the best way on Instagram? Is Instagram. that your preferred? Yeah, yeah, what's your handle there? Uh, Main Service Australia. Beautiful. Excellent. And what about Facey? Anywhere else? Any other socials? No, no other socials. Just Insta? Just right. Insta. Well, ladies and gentlemen, as always, just take a little peek at your phone and all of the links to connect with Costa. And what about you, Daniel? Have you got your own personal Insta? You want people to connect with you maybe? Come on, man. We're going to make you a star in the electrician's co-op nah, ecosystem. Nah, it's all good. It's all good. All right. We'll go through main serve. Jamie, if people want to connect with you. Uh, at Pro Image Electrical on, on Instagram or via Facebook or via the Ask Me Anything page. What about you, Rob? Yeah, mine, same, same. Insta, rob.brust77. And the other way to reach out to us is to join our community. And uh, dear listeners, I'd love to see you over there. Just pop on over to the electricianscoop.com forward slash free. 
And you can join the community over there for free. It's always free. There's no cost associated with it. And we continue the conversations that we have here on the podcast over there. So make sure you pop on over and join up there as well. And if you want to check out the premium version of the show, don't forget to do that. Just head on over to the electriciansco-op.com forward slash interviews, and you can get a free two-day trial over there. There's lots of episodes. There's almost 40 episodes over there with some of uh, some of the world's best business coaches. And I've learned an absolute truckload. Yeah, some really great stuff. So I encourage you to head on over to the electriciansco-op.com forward slash interviews. And once again, all the links are right there in the show notes. Jamie, it looks like you've got a Zig Ziglar quote to close out the show there. This is um, dedicated to all the people out there thinking about starting a business. And the quote is, you don't have to be great to start, but you have to start to be great. Oh, I love it, mate. <laughs> well, these quotes are getting deeper every time we do them. All right, gents, let's get out of here. Thanks, Costa. Thanks, Daniel. Thank you very much. Thank See you. Bye now. Uh-huh.